Welcome to the Alkaline Unplugged podcast. I'm Erin Parazuski, a functional fitness expert and holistic health coach. I am the founder and CEO of Alkaline, a health and wellness company that operates boutique fitness franchises across the U.S. I live in Menlo Park, California with my husband and two young daughters. I am joined by my podcast partner, Kathy Purnell, a master instructor at Alkaline and a former special education teacher. She has three grown daughters and lives in Los Altos with her husband, Jeff. Together, we bring you Alkaline Unplugged, a collection of conversations on a whole host of topics, from experts in the health and wellness field to the real, raw, and human stories of people like you and me. We look forward to bringing you content that will nourish your mind, body, and soul. We thank you for tuning in and look forward to your comments and feedback. If you like what you hear, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. As a disclaimer, neither Kathy nor I are licensed medical professionals. The materials and content in this podcast are intended to be general information and are not to be considered a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, welcome to Alkaline Unplugged. Hi, Erin. I'm super excited. This is our first actual remote um, podcast that we've ever done, so... Really expanding the horizon yes. now. Once, yes. Once you go, you know, remote. <laughs> you never go back. <laughs> once you leverage the technology to talk to someone in Michigan That's from right. California. That's right. So possibilities are endless. That's right. So we're here today with Leanne Holiday Willie, and she is an internationally renowned author, autism educator, consultant, and advocate. She's a speaker on autism spectrum challenges, particularly as they relate to the specific challenges for females with autism. Leanne holds a doctorate of education with a specialty in psycholinguistics and learning style differences. She has written four books about life with autism, including her internationally best-selling memoir, Pretending to be Normal. Her work with autistic centers around keeping the individual safe, healthy, and happy. Leanne also happens to be a client in our Michigan studio. So welcome, Woo-hoo. Leanne. Woo, thank you. So you share that you have Asperger's syndrome. When you were first diagnosed, or when were you first diagnosed? And tell us how that has impacted your life. I was diagnosed in my late 30s, and it impacted my life profoundly because all the years before that, I had studied speech and communications and nonverbal cues and human beings and everything having to do with the social world because I thought that's what everybody did to understand how to live in this society. And then it came to my attention that I was odd and different and nobody really got me, but I was popular because I was funny and nothing fit. So when one of my children was diagnosed, uh, it turns out that the uh, University of Kansas diagnosed myself and then my father and then a brilliant man named Tony Atwood, who was a specialist, probably the premier specialist in the entire world, um, also diagnosed my father and I. So we were double dipped. And um, that changed me because I knew that I had a name to my weirdness and I was able to study and figure out how to fit in in a world that to me is very cattywampus. That's so interesting. So there's clearly a genetic link. Oh, for sure. We think there's a for sure genetic link. Yeah. My little cousin has autism. Yeah, it's all over. And in terms of Asperger's, I believe I read at some point that it's more common in the male population than female. Is that true? Well, these days they've gotten away with the term Asperger's syndrome anyway, and they've turned it all under the autism umbrella. 
And if I were to be diagnosed today, I would be diagnosed with sensory integration dysfunction, auditory processing, and social skill challenges. So I wouldn't even get the Asperger's syndrome diagnosis today because it doesn't exist. So when we look at the research with males and females, we are looking at a different protocol. There's a big movement worldwide to change the protocol so that we can include girls who um, show their autistic traits so very differently from males. So the stats that you're reading are based on old protocol and not protocol that would work to include us chicks or people who identify as female. This is so cool that we're sort of shaking up that stereotype and, and learning more. And that's one of the things I love about doing Alkaline Unplugged is that, you know, we get to meet some really interesting people and become enlightened. So thank, thanks again so much for sharing your experience. So you talk about the auditory processing issues, and I believe you said sensory. Um, tell us more about just like your day-to-day life and experiences and how, how you cope and how you manage. Well, with the, with the auditory processing, I hear everything as if it were the same, uh, not tempo, but same pitch. So when you're talking, I can hear the TV and I can hear the dog and I can hear the water dripping from the faucet and I can hear all of this coming in at the same level. So trying to focus on just what you're saying when I hear the water going and the dog, you know, breathing makes it really hard for me to pay attention just auditorily. So my processing is kind of jammed like a like a, a beaver dam. And then the, the, the other sensory supports that are hard for me are, are something alkaline really helps with. But like, for example, bilateral movement. I can't, you know how you t- uh, tap your head and rub your tummy? That took me a really long time to learn. I couldn't skip until I was in fifth grade. Tying my shoes is still hard. Um, so fine motor skills are hard. My balance is a joke. I, I can't stand on one foot for longer than a few seconds. I have horrible proprioception, you know, which you all know means I, I can't feel myself in space. I don't know if I'm bumping into walls. I have to use visual cues and people saying you're in my space to understand I'm kind of in and out of the, the, the norm and to, to give my brain those cues. Um, and then I have a lot of tactile awareness and sensory issues. So I'm a tactile seeker. If I can't feel something, it, it's not there. So as a kid, I would jump out of trees to feel my body. I would cut myself, not from a psychological um, point, but from a, am I, can I feel, I'd have to impair myself with a lot of um, pain to feel my body. Like I had natural childbirth. I broke a wrist and just looked at my wrist and went, I think my wrist is broken. I don't feel things like regular people feel. And if there's a smell or a scent or anything off, um, like the, 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 what do you call it? The nasal senses. That's the wrong word. Um, what is the word you guys for smelling? Um, olfactory or... Yeah. I freak out. So like if you came into me with a lot of perfume, I would literally say, I'm sorry, you have to leave me. And then two seconds later, I I would realize I was being autistic. And I would say, Oh, I'm sorry. What I meant to say was you stink. No, hold on. Wait a minute. What I meant to say was your perfume is really very florally and I don't care for floral. So if you, and by then they've left the room. So <laughs> yeah, those are my purple shoes. I think it's fascinating, Leanne, that you chose to study what you did and, you know, earned 
earn degrees and a doctorate of education with the specialties that you did. And it's almost like grace sort of brought you to that so that you could become more informed about yourself. And then probably I would imagine then the trickle down to, you know, one of your children and then being more compassionate with your dad. And like, that's, that's really an impressive story, I think. Well, you're sweet, but I look at it as sort of as, you know, um, you know, the universe may be pointing in the right direction. And also I sought information. People with autism tend to be very curious. And my dad and I would talk about why people do the things they do. Why do they wear that perfume? Why are they not speaking with their mouth fully open? Or, you know, we would talk about this and he would say, well, I'm sure there's a course at college that covers that. And I would look up stuff. And, and then when I started learning that humans behaved a certain way, it was like uh, it, it, it was it was feeding my need to fit in. So it was maybe intervention, but it was also, oh, now I get it. That's why you don't look at each other in the elevator. Okay, I'll try not to look at you next time. Wow. Um, so what are some of the strategies um, that you've employed just to to better, I guess, feel like you can operate in the world seamlessly? Well, it's not seamless by any, thank you for that, but it's not seamless. I, um, for the most part, don't leave my house. Um, only when I have a speech to give or I, I was a professor, I would of course leave for class and meetings and things like that. Um, I really only like to leave if I'm going to take a horse adventure or if I'm going to go to one of my kids or a very close friend of whom I have few you know, go play, hang out with them. Um, I've learned to copy people. And this is one of the things females do. And my memoir is called pretending to be normal. We, we mimic others. We I'd copy your cadence, your accent. I'd start wearing clothes like you did. I'd maybe flip my hair like you do. It's sort of like a robotic response to figure out how I don't get pushed away from the group, just like an animal does. They copy their surroundings. You've developed adaptations to be able to. hundred percent, yeah. And so people that knew me all my life thought, well, we never saw that. Well, what they didn't know was that inside I was exhausted. My journals were long. I would come home and cry and say, why is it so hard to live? I was very good at pretending, and a lot of females are, and that's why we're not diagnosed quite as much. Wow, that's fascinating. Um. How did you, so you, have you tried other, you're currently a client at Alkaline. First of all, tell us how you found Alkaline. Well, uh, so the, the little girl next door is one of my best friends. She's seven and she likes horses. And so we talk horses and we hang out together and she thinks it's funny that a 60 year old wants to play with a seven year old, but you know, she gets me. What can I say? So I hang out with her and her mom goes to Alkaline and her mom is a nurse and her mom knows about my background and my issues. And her mom's name is Christy DeYoung. And she said, you have to come with me. And she was doing one of y'all's points things or team things or something. And oh, fine, you shut up, I'll go. I said, I'd go one time. <laughs> and I went and I've tried, you name the exercise. I'm 60. I'm talking Richard Simmons, Jane Fonda, you know, go out records that showed, you know, do the monkey, do the pony. I've tried it all. I'm, I'm a pretty active person. And none of them, except for one, which was very military exercise routine oriented, like sit up, squats, very you know regimented. No other group, yoga, worked for me. 
So I thought, I'll do it this one time. Christy will shut up and I'll never have to go back. And I did it and I thought, well, wait, this kind of makes sense to me. And I stayed. Okay, tell us more about what made sense for you. I don't know how you all came across this model. And I I really wish I could do more digging because I'm quite interested. I'd like to do my own podcast with you asking that question. Um, One thing that that I really love is the, the fact that you all focus on proprioception and balance. I know other groups may do that. You know, we do that in horses and equine therapy. I get that. But you really mean it. And your instructors understand what proprioception is. I've been to physical therapy on and off for 15 years. I was falling down stairs. I was getting hurt, concussions. But that's not every day. That's not fun. That's clinical. I go to Alkaline, and they are incorporating proprioceptive moves and language into the lesson. And I think, well, that feels familiar. That's hitting a synaptic response. It's clicking with something that's telling my brain Move your right leg back and your left leg next to the mat. And it clicks. And I, I noticed that when my, when my instructors are there, they ask about our individual needs. And it's not just for their piece of paper and, you know, what do you call it, your COA? Can I cover your, you know what? You know, it's not something so weird. CYA. See, I'm such a moron. I'm using emoji talk now. <laughs> yeah, cover your butt kind of, you know, yeah, okay, we know she's got a back injury next. No, I told them about a few of these things, and the next thing I know, I'm in a um, class, and one of the instructors, who I didn't even know was an instructor, was right next to me moving my body, like a hand on my ankle, a hand on my hip, and a whisper in my ear. And I thought, I've never had this kind of attention. They're, they really listen to me. You can feel that. You guys have instructors in a lot of your classes that are hidden in pockets. Like, I thought they were just workout people, and they're coming around and touching me and talking to me. That's a first. And I, I, so I, so I believe they wanted my individual needs and I can't mirror people and, and you guys have mirrors all over. So no one expects you like Jane Fonda would watch me while Jane moves her right hand. I'm supposed to move my left hand. No, I can't do that. I'd be moving my, well, I guess that is right. I can't even explain it, but I can't mimic what someone's doing. You have to be in front of me. What's that called? Mirror? Mirroring. Mirror. Them. Yeah, there's none of that in my head. So uh, better Leanne, I can't either when I'm facing <laughs> and I'm an instructor when I'm facing and I'm, you know, trying to cue them to move their right arm. I'm you moving my left. So I got, I, yeah. <laughs> well, even if my instructors do that, it makes me happy because it doesn't make me feel like such a freak show. Other people get it. And going back to, to the tactile you know, we pride ourselves on our ability to, to look at the whole picture of the room, respond to the clients in a way that is going to be, you know, hugely supportive and guiding for them. But we do a lot of ta- hands-on adjustments. It sounds to me like you appreciate that. I, I can't do it without that. I mean, Elise in Grand Rapids, Miss Elise, has taken me to the special up and down bars instead of the one big ballet bar to, to work the on adjustments, the wall or whatever you call it. Um, she, at yoga, they would come by and like, you know, push you down a little and help you and do a pose. And then they're gone. At least all of them will stand by me and other women, not just me until we get it right. Like, no, do you feel it here? Do you feel it there? Let me get you a block. Hold on. I'm going to get you a ball and I want you to put it right here. 
There's instruction with the tactile, with the auditory, and it's spot on in the moment. So how do you miss the cues when you're getting three learning modules at the exact same time with a mirror? Hello, that's number four. Right, right. Yeah. Do you know that uh, 65% of people are visual learners? And I don't know. um, There's also depending on and the reason why we do all that different stuff is because people learn in different ways and we learn um in a combination of ways so you're not just if you're a vi- when i say 65 percent of people are visual learners i don't mean just 65 percent of people are only visual learners right you you have different inputs and then we have strengths in certain areas and um areas of opportunity in other places so sometimes like i don't know if you've experienced this in class but i'll say We'll be in a plank or something and I'll say, close your eyes. And if you're a visual learner, it can be really unsettling to close your eyes because then you have to rely on that auditory processing or that somatic whatever. And, and it can be unsettling, but that's an opportunity to like strengthen that. And so, um, yeah, the reason we do that is um, because, so for retention too, you retain 10% of what you see, 30 to 40% of what you see and do uh, and here and then 90% of what you see here and do. So the learning opportunity is um you know just much greater when you have diversity in the way that you're taught. Like different things work for different people. I mean, you're a perfect example of that, but that's true of everybody. Different things work for different people and so right we always say variety is the spice of alkaline. <laughs> we give um we have variety because you know, and different even different days or, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, like some days my balance is better than others. And, you know, it it varies so much and we're constantly these like evolving creatures. And so we try to evolve the way we um, communicate, you know, like I communicate a lot with my, with my hands, with those adjustments, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you don't know where your body is in space and certain things are even more challenging, like a side plank, forget about it. It's like so hard to proprocept your body, you know, or sometimes I'll turn people instead of facing the water wall, I'll turn them towards the back wall without the mirror. I don't know if you've had that experience yet. <laughs> you probably hate it. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's it all those things like there is a crazy like method to the madness of what we do. And um, all we, with the same goal of I think people. helping people and helping um, clients build that connection between their brain and their body. And also in a way that makes them feel super supported and, you know, encouraged and, you know, all on the positive versus you're not doing this correctly or, you know. Well, I think that's key. And today, I mean, it's not just people with issues like me. We are a different society. We don't use our body. We're not plowing the field. We're not picking up kids. It's all you know, more of a sedentary lifestyle. So there's people in there that are in their 20s. I'm 60. There's probably some folks older, and there's certainly most people in between. And and you can see the struggles. You know, that person just had a child. Their hips may be off or their tummy's not done yet. And it, there's a lot of that. And I think as a learning style specialist, if you will, maybe that's the other thing that really hooked me. I, I You guys were, you didn't know it, but you were speaking my language, and, and I appreciated that. And, and and most people don't know their learning style. Maybe, you know, some people do these days, but most people don't know they need all that information. And you offer it gratis. That's pretty cool. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm so grateful that you, like, 
you know, appreciate it. And because it just makes me feel like, oh my gosh, my, this is what I'm really passionate about helping people feel better. And you have to meet people where they are and support them in where they want to go. And so the fact that it's helping you just gives me the warm fuzzies, Leanne. So thank you. (laughs) You know, the last thing I'll tell you guys that you do, you, you have little tiny social experiences and that's all a lot of us have time for, or that's all a lot of us need. And I can have a social experience for 15 minutes at a little pop-up where you drink juice, have a mimosa, make some eucalyptus plants or talk or whatever, and then you go home. I'm socially fed for four days. So for people that you know, are whatever, busy or the mom or the worker or the corporate exec or whatever, it's a tiny bit of reconnecting with whomever you're there in class with. And that's, that's something we don't do a whole lot anymore, but you guys do that. Yeah. Human beings need human connection. And, um, you mentioned a little bit, a little bit ago that, you know, you don't love to leave the house that's outside your comfort zone. So I'm wondering, like, in addition to the experience of the workout, how you felt this last month, just with those, you know, social, more, more frequent social connections. Well, that's actually a brilliant question from someone with my point of view, because I walked in today and I was talkative. And if I get too talkative, my weirdness comes out, I always say. And I was talking to Elise and, um, you know, she was trying to get us to put on a chalkboard what we came to Alkaline for and then take her picture. And I like interrupted people, which I don't like to do. But my point is my true personality was coming out. And no one stepped away and no one looked weird and no one pointed fingers at me. And I just said, oh, sorry, I'm excited. And when that happens, that means I'm feeling comfortable enough to be me. That's very rare. That's awesome. That is real, so Real good. raw and human. Yes. You know, yeah. Well, you're there in pretty much your underwear. So you're, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what are they wearing in the Michigan studio? <laughs> Well, tight. <laughs> well, that's funny. That is one thing that um, Aaron and the team have, we, we, we really pride ourselves on is, you know, it's more than just a workout, but it's an opportunity to, to tap into that pillar of true wellness, which is connecting. And um, it sounds like you're finding that as well, which is awesome. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever invite anybody over for lunch, but I can still, you know, smile and hand them a ball. And that's sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. And I just feel like the the world is, I don't know, sort of deprived of that connection. And for it's sure. you might feel like you're kind of, you know, alone in that, but I don't think you are. I mean, everything is like at the touch of a button now, you know, you can get anything delivered, you can order everything you need on Amazon or whatever. And people, and I think, you know, the social media and all this stuff, you can text message versus having a face-to-face conversation really becomes really, um, isolating. Yeah. Isolating. Even just the, um, the discomfort. And I have it too of now, depending on the type of call I need to make. And I watch it even with like our younger gen um, folks that work in the studio that happened the other day, I made one pick up the phone and call someone to say that she had to adjust a, a charge. And she, she was so uncomfortable picking up the phone. Like, and I feel like that sometimes like just pick up the phone and call that person. And, but that just that interaction and it's so easy to be behind a screen. It's so easy to stay in your home now and kind of isolate yourself. And you don't even, before you know it, 
you're feeling like something's off or you're, you might, might not even realize it, that you're, you know, depressed or, um, lonely, lonely or whatever. And I, I know that when I'm having a tough day, the number one place I want to go is alkaline because I know there's going to be someone there. It's like a, it's a, it's a comfort zone for me. And there's someone there that I can, you know, see and, you know, who will, my voice just cracked. Um, or, you know, someone that could just connect one of my instructors today, you know, she got a flat tire right before she had to teach and she had to take a lift. And, you know, she just at the beginning of class that I am having a really crappy day. You know, did she let it bring down the whole mood? No, but she like, she could tell us about how, you know, it's just nice and refreshing when you're in a place where you can connect with other people in like a judgment free zone. Very judgment free. And that's a little unusual too. I was big in the gyms. Like I, I, I have a lot of testosterone and, and I, was really big into weightlifting and it was, you know, who could outlift whom? And I thought, well, we're not even hanging out together. We're just showing off for each other. And this doesn't have that. Or in some classes, who can bend the best back bend? You say, they say it's not judgmental, but come on, it, it, we're humans. But at Alkaline, there's so many different poses. And you guys say, well, you can do your hands this way or this way or this way. Well, you can't compete when you're all doing a little bit of a different thing. It brings you all back to a normal playing field. Exactly. Why would you want to compete with anyone? You just be yourself. That's right. That version of you. Yeah, I'm. I'm big into that. I just um, wrote an article that was published last week about what happened when I stopped measuring my workouts. You know, when I was I I was competing with myself too. Essentially, you know, I was tracking everything and just just does not spark joy for me. But it took me, you know, thirty years to figure that out. (laughs) Call me thirty. Oh wait, I'll be dead. Well, let me know. <laughs> so Leanne, you do, it sounds like you um, um, present at events and are on a speaking series of sorts. Um, do you want to share where people can see you next or what's next on the agenda for you? Oh, that's sweet of you. I have a, um, I have a couple of books I'm working on, um, fiction with some autistic animals in it. It's, you know, sort of a young adult kid kind of series. Uh, My publisher is Jessica Kingsley. You can find them online. My books are available everywhere. And I will be in Lake Charles, Texas. No, what is it? Shoot, Lake Charles, Louisiana in a couple weeks. But most of my gigs are private. You know, they're in invite only or for the teachers in the areas there. Um, So just buy the books if you're interested or go to the library and read them. Then you save a buck. There you go. There you go. It's amazing. I love the idea of doing a children's or young adult series because, um, I mean, as you know, you went through that phase. Like it can feel very lonely. Yeah, lonely. To be going- the suicide rate is incredibly high among our population, and particularly so with youngsters. So, uh, yeah, we're we're trying to work on that. Building some compassion, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ping you. I'm working on a book too, Lan, and I'm a, I'm a rookie. So I might ping you for some advice on. <laughs> and I'll actually look up what ping means. What's that? I'll look up what ping means. I'll email you. I'll email you. Oh, okay. Got it. Again in November. So maybe I'll get you to meet you in person. Do it. I'm a commissioning editor. I can, I can look at stuff like that. So have at it. Hey, all right. That's Sweet. awesome. Um, what else do you want to know about? 
what else do you want to share, Leanne? Anything else? I feel like you're, you're like an onion. We can peel back the layers here. I, I thought I just I'm just looking at my feet. Another like subtle reminder that I don't think I've seen at other places. Usually at other gyms, it's like self promotion, which I get. You know, we have to do what we have to do. But y'all have socks. At least we do in Grand Rapids that have like be yourself. Be inspirational and the sweat, the things that you sell with your name on them. And actually, my socks, I don't even know if they say out the line on them, but they, um, they're positive messages. It's not just work out at this place. It's a subtle reminder that we're important and that health is important. And then you all add in the nutrition piece. And that's a whole nother level of conversation I'll be getting into in the next couple of months, hopefully to improve that part of my body. So just the subtleness and the kindness of not putting marketing ahead of mental self-esteem boosts. Leanne, did you have an opportunity to do Nourish yet? No, but I'm going to. I have a wedding in two weeks for one of my kiddos, so I'm kind of, my head's kind of torn in circles. But in the end of November, that's my goal. Great. Great. Yeah, hugely impactful. And it would be really interesting to hear um, how how it makes you feel like, do you notice anything different in how you operate day to day? Well, you know, a lot of people with autism uh, and, and traits have bad guts, we say, and I have diverticular disease. I had a colon resection. I don't have a gallbladder. And this is a new area of study uh, for most of us. So, you know, it, it could be very important thing for my community. So I'm proud to represent for you guys, for my peeps. Leanne, you know what is so inspiring to me is you are definitely a student of yourself. Like you very much demonstrate a growth mindset, want to learn more, want to be better, live better. I love that. Well, thank you. I wouldn't be here if I didn't have that goal. I think I would have been gone years ago. And that's another goal. That's why I like places like Alkaline because it, 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 there's a lot. My, I, you know, I'm a survivor of a lot of bad things, from drug abuse to rape to things I don't care to talk about. And um, you either make it or you don't. And with, and I'm not trying to BS with a program that's this holistic. It gives people a chance. And I wish you guys had been around 30 years ago. Um, Aaron would have been a wee, wee baby back then. Well, okay, <laughs> but you know, still. <laughs> well, back then. You know what? Let's make it a goal to be around 30 years yes, from now. True. Okay, we'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure, Leanne. And I, I want to consider this part one because I think I'd love to reconnect with you after you have a chance to do Nourish, after you know, you've had a little more time in the studio. I'd love to connect with you again. Would that be something you'd be up for? Oh, sure. I love doing podcasts. There's nothing like my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I hope the same for both of you. Enjoy. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining another episode of Alkaline Unplugged. As a reminder, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes or wherever you're listening. Comments, feedback, and requests or suggestions for future guests can be emailed to info at alkalinestudios.com. We look forward to hearing from you.